This is the Find Your Focus podcast with Shootproof. We chat with inspiring and creative entrepreneurs to encourage, empower, and equip you to take the next steps in your photography business. We want you to leave each episode with actionable steps so that you can gain confidence, book your calendar, and earn more income with your passion. So grab some coffee or your drink of choice and let's get to it. Hey, Jessica, thank you so much for joining me today. Hey, Logan, thanks for having me. So tell us about your journey into photography and what you're doing now. From a young age, I've always been intrigued by photography. I remember going through magazines and loving the fashion photography that I saw, but it wasn't until I had my son about six years ago that it was less about pretty pictures and more about the meaning behind the photo Mm -hmm. and the memory it captured. So that's when photography really took off for me and it became more of a passion So I purchased my first crop sensor Nikon DSLR and I started learning about the photography triangle and how to shoot in manual and learning Lightroom and Photoshop and practicing on anybody who would let me. So once I felt comfortable with that, I started charging for sessions while I was teaching elementary school. So I would teach all day and then I'd go meet a family at a local park in the evenings for golden hour, or I would shoot on the weekends. And that's how it all got started. I feel like we're the same person. (laughs) (laughs) I was also an elementary school teacher and my passion for photography also started when my son was born. And I do feel like a lot of photographers just have that in common in general, where like once you have kids of your own, or even maybe someone in your family has kids, you realize how important those photos are. And it's not just capturing moments, it's about preserving those moments and keeping those memories for years and years to come. So exactly. Yeah. But where are you now? I want to hear about, because we're going to talk about studio a lot today. So where are you now in your business? Okay. So I took a year off of teaching when I had my daughter and I really took a good hard look at where I wanted to see my photography business go. And so I took the year off with her. I had the whole year to really think about it and decided that photography is what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And so I never went back to teaching. I set up a little makeshift studio in my spare bedroom. And the rest is history. I knew that that never was going to last though in my spare bedroom. (laughs) And I wanted, (laughs) I really wanted to see my photography business grow and therefore took the leap and purchased a studio space. And that's where I am now. That is so exciting. (laughs) I like that you did start in your house, which is what a lot of photographers do. But now you've moved to a studio in just, I can see it. And I wish our listeners could see it too, but I can see part of it in the background. It's just, I feel like when you reach that point, it's just a really exciting move. Very exciting. And it became this surreal reality that was happening. And it was just, when you feel that you finally figured out what you want to do with your life, it's really Mm -hmm. exciting because I've been all over the place from marketing major to teacher to nail photographer. And I know that this is where I want to be for years and years to come. So were you always drawn to studio photography? Like I said, I was drawn to fashion photography and magazines. So a lot of the times that is studio. But honestly, I was terrified and super intimidated by studio lighting. At first, I thought studio lighting was only for the elite Mm -hmm. photographers and the ones that had been doing this for 
their whole life and went to school for photography and all of that. So no, I did not start with studio photography. <laughs> I was only natural light and I was proud of that. And that's what I was going to do. And then when I started to give the thought of this could really be a full-time gig for me, instead of just going to the parks on the weekends and at night, I was like, well, maybe I need to look into studio lighting. So I spent hours and hours researching it and realized that actually it's not as scary as I think many photographers make it out to be. And that's when I started to invest in studio equipment, set it up in my spare bedroom. And so, yeah, that's where I am now. I love it. I have always been intimidated by studio lighting. So I'm excited to chat more about it today. It's one of those things where it's like, there's so many different ways to set it up, so many different pieces of equipment to buy that sometimes it can just be overwhelming. But I want to know, so studio photos are pretty specific. Do you think that niching down has helped you grow your business? Oh, 100%. I think from reaching clients and also from my perspective as a photographer, niching down has been what I should have been doing all along. It helps me be less stressed and less confused about what my clients expect, what I'm doing now that I have a niche. And when people book me as their photographer, I know that they know what to expect and what they're getting. I also have become, I don't want to say an expert, but my work is more consistent. I'm in a controlled environment. So I think that shows and has helped my business grow as well. I also think it helps me with marketing because I know exactly what I am offering to people and who I am as a photographer, what my brand is. And so that's helped me draw in clients and grow my business. So speaking of clients, when you're shooting with such a specific genre of photography, how have you managed to find that ideal client? Yeah. So when I started this genre of studio photography, I had me in mind. And what would I want as a mom of two small children? What would I see on my walls? So having that mindset has helped me reach my ideal client because my ideal client is me. The prices that I charge, I consider my time and I consider my expenses and all of that. But I also consider what would I pay for my work? And so I think that actually that has opened my market wider because I really am marketing to any mom with kids, whether it's babies or high school seniors. I mean, it's really anyone in between that wants to capture their children as they grow. And we'll go over at the end, all of your links to Instagram and everything, but you guys have to go check out her Instagram feed because I mean, it catches your eye immediately. You are capturing the details of the children and families that you photograph in your studio so well that I feel like any mom that sees that will be like, I have to book this photographer. I don't really care what the price is. Like I have to have those photos. (laughs) You have niched down so well and you do studio setups and lighting so well that I feel like you're one of those photographers where people, even if you're outside of their budget a little bit, you do it so well that they're going to say, I have to book her. Thank you. I appreciate that. Of course. I really admire your work and I love studio work. It's not something that I have been able to dive into yet. (laughs) So I admire you. Thank you. So as I mentioned, the photos in your Instagram feed are just stunning and y'all need to go check them out. But 
you create these beautifully simplistic photos. How did you land on that style? Well, thank you. And so I have to start with saying that I am the queen of buying things that I don't need. (laughs) And so I have in my studio two rooms, two good size rooms filled with just stuff, props, just stuff, right? That I thought I needed that maybe I've used once or have never used at all. Mm -hmm. If I could have that time that it took me to buy the stuff and then the money that I spent on this stuff, it would be amazing. (laughs) And the reason I say that is because when I first got started with studio photography, I thought that I needed to do mini sessions with all the props and the setups and the, you know, for every holiday. And I did do that for a little while, but it just, it didn't feel right to me. And I didn't know that I would even pay for that as a mom because I wouldn't put it on my wall. So I didn't really understand the value. And if I didn't understand the value to it, then why would my clients understand the value? So I said, you know what? Enough with the props. It's not about the props. It's not about the background. It was about the subject, about the person. And so I ditched all that. I went with just seamless backdrops, which I love. And that was it. And so it is just focused on the person, capturing their expressions, their personality, their details, their uniqueness. That's what it's all about for me. And the more I can fill a frame with a face, the better the picture is to me. It's not even about their whole body. It's just about their (laughs) face. And I love that. And so, yeah, that's how I landed on this simple style. I love that you bring up the fact that Yes, holiday minis, seasonal minis, whatever you call them, they're fun. Mm -hmm. There's lots of props involved. But for the most part, those families are just sharing those images on social media and that's it. Exactly. And as I've gone on in my photography career, I've become more and more frustrated with that because I want their images to be up on the wall. I want them to look at these every single day and say, oh my gosh, like, look at my kids and just bring joy to them instead of just being posted on social media. And that's it. So I like that you bring that point up because photos like you take will be put up on walls and they'll be cherished for so many more years than the Christmas background. Don't get me wrong. I do love the Christmas. Like (laughs) I have a vintage red truck that I shoot in every single Christmas. (laughs) And I love that. I've seen that and I love it. (laughs) But I love the idea of these just beautifully simplistic photos that will live on for years and years to come. Absolutely. hundred percent. And I'm not, <laughs> I'm not digging on anybody who does setups and mm-hmm. that is for a lot of photographers and for a lot of people. But for me personally, it just wasn't where I wanted to see my photography go. Yeah. I think that's amazing that you've gone through all of that and you've found what you like to do best. And I think that's so important. And I think it's important for photographers Absolutely. to know that, You don't have to do it all. If you don't like doing senior photos, then don't do them. If you don't like doing mini sessions with props, then don't do them. I feel like once you test all of those things out and have a few years at like trying a little bit of everything, like you really are able to niche down and clearly that has worked very well for your business. Yes. You hit the nail on the head. (laughs) So shooting in studios can be overwhelming, especially when studio lighting is involved. Honestly, it scares me to death. Can you tell us what kind of equipment you use in your studio? 
Yes, it can be super overwhelming, but I use the same setup in my studio as I did when I was shooting in my spare bedroom because I've just, I love how simple it is. I use mm-hmm. one light, I use Pulsy Buff, I use a DigiB 800. I switch between two different light modifiers. I use a 64 inch PLM for families and multiple kids. And then for just individuals, I use a softbox with my strobe. It just gives me a little bit different look, which I like for the individual pictures. But then it's a backdrop stand and a roll of seamless paper. And that's it. I love how simple it is. I am going to put all of that just for our listeners so that they can easily access it. I'm going to put all of that into a doc for y'all and put it on the show notes. So make sure after you are finished listening to this episode to go grab that. That way it's just a simple all-in-one place. I'm a very visual person. So I like to be able to see stuff written down. So I'll put that all into a doc for all of you. Sounds good. So for our listeners who are thinking, I kind of want to try this out. I want to try out studio photography. What are just some tips that you have for them to kind of get started? So do your research. Don't go out and buy all of the most expensive equipment. (laughs) There are tons of great lights and lighting systems that you can buy that will give you similar results. I just happened to land on Pulsy Buff and have stuck with them and it's been a great product. But just don't go buy all the stuff. Do your research. It doesn't have to be this multi-light system. Keep it simple. Do what works for you in your space. Don't be afraid to try it out at home. You don't need a large studio space. You can do this in a small space and make it work for you. So I would just say leave the intimidation at the door do your research and go from there. All right. I'm excited. I'm going to look into, as I put that list together for our listeners, I am going to start doing my research because I do love those just simple studio photos that really show the personality of the child and whatnot. So I'm excited. (laughs) So if our listeners want to find you on social media, where can they find you? So I'm on Instagram. It's at Bushels and Pecks, all spelled out, and also on Facebook, Bushels and Pecks Photography. Perfect. And tell us a little bit more about the mentoring that you offer. Okay, so I'm so excited about this. I am launching one-on-one mentoring for new photographers. I'm calling it the New Photographer Framework. It's going to be six calls, one per week for six weeks where we go over everything from marketing and branding to niching down to simplifying to pricing. So I'm super excited. It's just basically to have someone that I wish I had starting out to help me not make all the mistakes and do all the things that I wish I wouldn't have done. Mm -hmm. So why not learn from somebody who's already done it? That's what I'm doing. And I'm super excited about it. I love it. Having a mentor like that is priceless. It just helps you fast track everything instead of spending two years trying to figure it all out on your own and searching YouTube for hours. Exactly. (laughs) So I love it. We'll definitely check out the show notes, find Jessica on social media. And thank you again for joining me today. Thank you so much, Logan. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Find Your Focus podcast with Shootproof. Make sure to visit shootproof.com backslash podcast for the show notes and any links that we talked about today during this episode. If you love this episode, head over to Apple Podcasts and hit that five-star button. 
If you ever have feedback or questions for us, feel free to reach out at podcast at shootproof.com. Thank you.